All right, guys, welcome back to the Weekend Real Cap on Real Country 102.1, The Outlaw, and WAUC 1310 Wachula. Uh, you can stream us live anywhere on 102.1, theoutlaw.com. So make sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram and on the Weekend Recap to stay up to date with news and news from around the leagues. Now, let me give a quick shout-out to our sponsors, Great American Florida Gun Show. We have a show coming up in Lakeland, April 23rd and 24th. If you're looking to buy, trade, or sell, the Great American Gun Show will have all that you need, knives, guns, ammo, and concealed carry class permits. Uh, so give them a check out. Uh, the website is greatamericanfloridapromotions.com. And, again, they've got a gun show coming up here in Lakeland, April 23rd and 24th. Now, we, we had quite a few things happen over the weekend. Uh, a few things I want to get into. Uh, we'll start with the NBA. But, uh, man, it, it is really, really, really starting to pick up around here when, when we talk about playoffs. Uh, the NBA, man, we're scratching. It is here. April 16th is when the official NBA tournament begins. Now, we got the play-in tournament we still got to get through, but uh, we'll get to that stuff here later. Um, we also got some horrible news that came about over the weekend with a quarterback out of uh, out of Ohio State and up there in Pittsburgh, uh, we got some more news on that. Uh, more NFL news. We got some some draft talk. We got some free agency news. So I mean, we we've got a little bit of stuff going on today. Now, hockey again. We're just right a few weeks away from playoff hockey time, so we'll be touching into that a little bit today. We also have. More Tom Brady news. <laughs> the story keeps on spinning on this one, buddy. So with it, uh, stay tuned, guys. Uh, it's, uh, between that, the baseball, the NASCAR, the hockey, the football, the basketball, man, it's, uh, like I said, it's there's been a lot of stuff going on, gone on over the weekend. So uh, let's get started into the NBA. Now, it's been a different go-round. Uh, right now with the NBA, mainly to do with the lack of uh, uh, excitement about the final games of the season. Uh, you know, once you clinch your spot, you're the top team in the uh, the Eastern Conference here with the Miami Heat. So, I mean, it's it's, it's you kind of get a little relaxed on some things, you know, with it. It's uh, you're, you're going to sit your starters. We're going to make sure we get some fresh legs. Uh, it's. If you were expecting quality basketball, the last two games of the season, you you were mistaken. <laughs> but here's the good news, though. I mean, this one actually caught me off guard. Uh, I was expecting it to be uh, very lopsided, and but then I saw who the team was. And we're sitting here, we're, we're facing off against the Orlando Magic here. You know, we, we take a trip up to Orlando from Miami. So, I mean, it's not that it's a long haul. But, again, you don't have Jimmy Butler. You don't have Bam Adebayo. You don't have... Uh, Tyler Harrow, you know, the the normal names that you see associated with this team on a night-in and night-out basis. But uh, they put up some good numbers, actually. it's uh, it, I was impressed. We'll start with what Miami was able to do. You know, again, we had no Jimmy Butler, no Bam, no Harrow, but uh, Oladipo, Yurtsevin, Smart, these guys, uh, they put up some some decent numbers should we say we'll start off with the uh with Yurtsevin you know this guy gets seven points 10 rebounds and assists I mean it's not gonna blow your socks off I get but hey 10 rebounds is 10 rebounds right this dude's three points away from a double double right here 
So we got Smart. He drops 20 points on him, five rebounds, an assist. Uh, to be honest with you, I have no idea who this guy is. <laughs> but he went and put up 20 points against the Orlando Magic. So, And the, the one that really stood off the paper to me was Oladipo. This guy drops 40 points, 10 rebounds, and seven assists. I mean, you want to talk about me not seeing that coming. I mean, I know he's a good player, but my goodness, I didn't know he was going to drop 40 points. I mean, granted, this is the Orlando Magic we're dealing with here, but uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's not put anything past being able to drop 40 points on professional players. Now, I did get tickled about the score here. Orlando Magic, uh, spoiler alert, they, they take the game 125 to 111. But uh, the entertaining part about it was how well they played. I, I almost wonder if these guys are mad that they could have possibly hurt their, their draft stock potential here in the lottery draft by winning this one. But, I mean, I swear to God, it's like Oprah, Oprah Winfrey was over there on the uh, the sidelines with these guys. I mean, they were giving out double-doubles just about to anybody. And, and you get a double-double, and you get a double-double. I mean, she had me looking under my couch for a double-double, you know? But uh, with it, we got uh, Mo Bamba. I mean, that, that's just a fun name to say, Mo Bamba, right? Uh, Mohamed Bamba scores 21 points, 10 rebounds, and assists. So we got a double-double here. We got Fultz. He gets 10 points, 2 rebounds, 15 assists. Uh, 15 assists. So hey, another double-double. And then we got Wagner, 14 points and 11 rebounds, 5 assists. double double like i said they were giving out double doubles like it was a number one at mcdonald's here <laughs> so it's it was actually good basketball to see i was pleasantly surprised with how well that game went it's uh it had the action and had everything that you needed and uh just minus the big name stars on the team <laughs> but it's uh Things are heating up pretty good here with the playoff picture. Uh, again, the Miami Heat, they're the number one team in the Eastern Conference. Uh, the Bucks, not the Bucks, Lord. The Celtics just took on the Memphis Grizzlies yesterday. And again, this is another game where you see a lot of players sitting and a whole lot of players doing nothing. But uh, it, with the Celtics being two games back it's you're really not playing for a whole lot other than saying hey i'm playing but uh with it these guys have a they've locked in the number two seed so i mean i don't know their roster well enough to say they were playing their starters but i can certainly tell you that the memphis grizzlies were not playing their starters <laughs> but uh again this is a uh the last two games of the season i mean you're, you're not looking for your all-stars to be out there i mean it's not like the NFL, where if you rest them, they could possibly get rusty. No, man, these guys are playing a lot of freaking games. I mean, we'll take the Memphis Grizzlies, for example. They went 56-26. and 26. This ain't 17-0 and 0 we're talking about here. I mean, this is a lot of freaking games. This is 70-80 plus games, right? So with it, these guys, they're going to take a little bit of time to get ready for the playoff push here. But, uh, again, these guys really didn't go out and disappoint. I mean, granted, the Celtics, uh, they, whew, they, they put <laughs> beat them by 29 points, but uh, it wasn't because of uh, lack of effort. You just ran into Jason Tatum dropping 
31 points on you. Uh, you had Jalen Brown dro- dropping 18 points. Uh, Peyton Pritchard, 12 points. Luke Cornett, uh, 10 points. I mean, everybody got in on the action. I mean, Daniel Theus, Marcus Smart, uh, Al Horford. I mean, you just keep naming them. Everybody's got points. Everybody's got rebounds. Everybody's got assists. So, I mean, that was an absolute team effort on their end. Whereas we jump over here to the Grizzlies without, you know, Ja Morant and, and the usual cast. And uh, we got Zaire Williams, 18 points, four rebounds. Kyle Anderson, 16 points, seven rebounds. Uh, Xavier Tillman, five points, four rebounds. I mean, it's – dang. I mean, are you, you're a center, bro. <laughs> I mean, you got to help us out a little bit here. That's why it was so one-sided here. But uh, John Concher, he gets 17 points, 13 rebounds, and 10 assists. So we got a triple-double sitting here. You got Santi Aldamama. Uh, he's got 20 points, 10 rebounds, and 4 assists. So, I mean, another double-double. Like I said, man, Oprah Winfrey was out there just throwing out double-doubles like it was something, it was some sort of giveaway show here. But it, it was good basketball uh, over the last couple of days, which was surprising. But that kind of leads me into what we've got coming up uh, here the next next couple days. Uh, we got the play-in tournament schedule. I mean, this is – their playoffs have started. You know, these are teams that want to be in at this point. This is your bubble teams for your for the NBA, right? But uh, game one, we got the Cleveland Cavaliers taking on the Brooklyn Nets. That's going to be Tuesday, April 12th at 7 Eastern on TNT. Now, everything I'm hearing about the Brooklyn Nets, everybody's afraid to face these guys. And I think it's ridiculous. I mean, they don't have Kyrie because of all this uh, COVID crap they're going through up there in New York. Uh, You got uh, Kevin Durant. But, I mean, look at LeBron James. How long are you going to stay in this league and be be effective? (laughs) I mean, no knock on the guys. They've made it in. But... uh, I'm hearing a lot of people trying to dodge the Brooklyn Nets here. I mean, with uh, Miami and Boston, with the back and forth you saw with the number one and two spot there for the last couple weeks, uh, a lot of that was posturing trying to dodge the New York Nets. Or not the New York Nets, Lord, the Brooklyn Nets. I I hope to God that these guys, uh, this is just water cooler talk we're hearing. And I, I hope these guys would really, really not try to dodge somebody. I mean, when you got the best team in all of basketball. Why not just lock it up with anybody? Lace them up, man. But uh, Game 2 will be on April 12th as well, uh, this Tuesday. you got the L.A. Clippers taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves, 9.30 Eastern time, again on TNT. That game should tip off right after the Brooklyn Nets game. On Wednesday, we have the Charlotte Hornets taking on the Atlanta Hawks. That game's going to tip off at 7 Eastern on ESPN. And we also have the San Antonio Spurs taking on the New Orleans Pelicans at 9.30 Eastern, again on ESPN. So that's games 1, 2, 3, and 4. And we also still have games 5 and 6, which will be played on Friday, April 15th. Uh, That will be the winner of game 3 versus the loser of game 1. Obviously, times will be determined. Uh, That game will be on ESPN. And then the winner of Game 4 versus the loser of Game 2. Again, time to be determined, and that will be played on TNT. Now, with it, these are the guys trying to make it into the bracket, you know. 
We have a few teams that we keep up with here on the weekend recap on 102.1 The Outlaw. And that is the Miami Heat, the Orlando Magic, honorable mention, just didn't quite make the, uh, didn't quite make it this year, right? And also the Memphis Grizzlies. But right now we're still waiting for the games to be decided between the winners of your playing games. So once these guys get out the bracket, we're going to know who Miami's going to be tying up with. And at that point, we'll know who the Memphis Grizzlies will be tying it up with. So with it, the winner between Minnesota and the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, the winner would be going to Memphis. Now the loser would be going to the, again, the play-in bracket portion of this. And so that's technically, yeah, your eight seeds. If they win, they just advance straight into the bracket. Now your seven, nine, and ten teams, if they lose, they still got to play in on this one. So we'll we'll see how this all develops. But uh, man, April sixteenth, that's uh, that's this weekend, guys. <laughs> I hope y'all are paying attention. Now with this weekend, we also have Easter coming up, so uh, make sure you guys are well fed, well rested. Kick your feet up and enjoy some of this uh, good basketball we're about to start seeing here. Now, while we're talking about the NBA, uh, <laughs> there, there's a team that has just completely underwhelmed this uh, this regular season. And it, it's a team that you expect, you know, historical greatness out of, right? And we're talking about the L.A. Lakers here. Uh I'm scrolling through Facebook, you know, doing my typical trolling thing that I like to do. I like to, to find teams, make fun of them. You know, that's kind of my forte, right? You know, just have a good time, you know. But I, I see this meme, and it's got Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, and Carmelo Anthony on it. And I swear to God, these guys look like they have aged 40 years overnight. <laughs> I mean, this picture looks like the lineup of Monstars from Space Jam, right? I mean, I got so much entertainment out of seeing all of this stuff. I mean, I, I couldn't help myself but laugh at it. And I took this to Facebook, right? And my goodness, there was this one dude that just lost his mind over it, saying, if I'm not a Laker fan, I can't be talking blah, blah, blah. You know, and this was in a Memphis Grizzlies chat group that I've snuck off into to hang out with, you know, Memphis fans, right? And I just got endless entertainment out of this. So I do appreciate it. It got you so riled up. But, uh, man, sometimes you just can't buy championships. Now, it, we'll, we'll always go back and forth on who was great. You know, LeBron James or Michael Jordan. You know, you look at the stats. You look at the numbers. It, it's impressive with what both of these guys did. But with Michael Jordan, for me, it, it's a no-brainer. This dude is going to go down as the greatest of all time in my eyes. And I believe just about anybody's. And it's a lot to do with how he carried himself on the basketball court. There was not a better person on the court than Michael Jordan. And that's how he approached it every play. <laughs> this dude was in there with, with food poisoning that they called the flu game. And he's in there just hydrating, throwing up, just feeling God-awful. And he's in there playing. He's in there just dropping buckets on people. And then you see videos and clips of LeBron James just walking away as the play continues on down the court, and he's not even with the team. You would never 
never see Michael Jordan doing that mess. So to me, the debate is over, you know. Uh, LeBron James, he went on the spill down there in Miami. Not one, not two, not three. I don't think he meant rings. I think he more so meant teams he was going to try to play for. <laughs> so with it, man, uh, I love me some Jordan. I mean, they're there for a long time. I was, I don't know, maybe I was just hopeful, wanting to see somebody, you know, take that throne. I want to see some more greatness out of somebody, right? It's just some people are born with it and some people ain't, man. But uh, speaking of being born with it, I don't know if there's born with it, but it's looking good right now. But the Miami Heat, man, it's you guys are going to the playoffs. You know? For the longest time, can you do it without Dwayne Wade? Can you do it without LeBron James? You know, we haven't been back since then. But, you know. We've been relevant this year. It feels good, right? It's it's nice to be able to walk around with your chest out and uh, talk a little bit about what's going on. But uh, unfortunately, again, the Orlando Magic, uh, they beat us. And uh, we got a little bit of that audio clip here we're going to play. It should be the, uh, the final seconds of that game. But uh, this is what it sounded like last night, guys. Shoulder injury limiting his availability. For three, give Fultz the assist, and another three for Mo Bamba. Double-double. Fultz going to take it. Find an open candidate. That's good for three. Fultz for three. Short. Iggy, the rebound, going to bring it back out. No, nope. he's not. <laughs> oh, he juked him. Fooled him. Tricky. Chris Dacus. <laughs> They threw Garnet by Kennedy. Crossover into the middle. Puts it up and in. Give him 40 for the night. Final night of the season. The W goes in the magic win-loss column. 125 to 111. The final score as season number 34. And again, almost makes you wonder if Orlando Magic really wanted that to happen. <laughs> But, hey, you know what? It was a good game all the way around, so I'm so glad it happened. Uh, now, with it, uh, we're on to the playoffs, man. Uh, granted, the Orlando Magic, they're hoping to God that their uh, their loss losses piled up can get them some good draft picks this year. I mean, we, we definitely have some quality studs out there coming out, but uh, I would love to see them back in the dance, man. It's uh, What was it, since Dwight Howard, since they've been – relevant i mean so let, let's is it is it because we need a big man <laughs> i don't know man but uh i would love to see a little bit more relevance out of the uh out of the orlando magic but uh hats off to the miami heat and the memphis grizzlies man we'll, we'll see you guys in the playoffs uh really look forward again to the play-in tournament here to see how this is going to shake out and who we're going to be playing so you guys make sure to stay tuned again follow me on facebook the weekend recap and you're going to catch all the uh the updates there as they happen and that way you don't have to wait till monday to catch us but uh on mondays we'll always break it down we'll always go over what happened over the last week and uh get to talking about the the sports that are relevant now speaking of relevant now we got hockey NHL hockey. Well, we got college hockey, but that's not the hockey I'm after. I'm after me some NHL hockey. We have a few teams, again, 
that uh, we we follow here. We got a few markets that we're in: uh, Tampa Bay. We're down in Miami. We're up in Nashville. So we we like to cater to you guys and uh, your sports teams here. So with it, Tampa Bay Lightning, man. It's uh, they had a few things happen over the weekend, but. Uh, I'm just hoping things have uh, started to work themselves out, to be honest with you. So last week when we were talking, uh, I believe the game had just started with the Lightning and the Maple Leafs, and it did not go good. By the time I left the studio and got home, I'm sitting there on Twitter and and trying to just find the game on TV because, heaven forbid, they put it on something nice or something easy to locate, right? But the uh, the Maple Leafs put it to them, man. Uh, They go in and put six pucks in the net uh the lightning only score twice so i mean that they, they fall six to two and then they go up to dc to play the capitals uh this is on wednesday the lightning you know they they roll up there they were, we're hoping to <laughs> to maintain uh some sense of winning and you know get a good direction going for us for the uh the playoffs that are looming here but uh they go in there and drop it against the capitals uh the capitals go beat them four to three so you would figure, hey, you know, we're slipping. We want to make sure we keep up with the Maple Leafs. We, we, they came and punched us in the mouth at home. So we want to at least keep pace, right? So the Boston Bruins come to town. And I was like, you know what? This, this is going to be the time we get this turned back around. Nope. So, <laughs> again, the, the Boston Bruins. I know this one goes to overtime. We'll, we'll give them that. It was a very low-scoring affair, one-to-one, but the Boston Bruins take it in overtime, two-to-one on us. Which takes us to yesterday against the Buffalo Sabres at home. Now, this is not a great team. So, Justin, John, if you're out there listening, uh it's not been great for your hockey teams right now. I mean, I get the way you New York guys roll. Y'all normally have about four or five teams up there that you'll cheer for, like the New Jersey Devils or the uh, the Islanders or the Buffalo Sabres or the Jets or the Giants or the Bills or whoever's rolling good, right? Is that how this works? Uh, please don't hate me, New York. But uh, with it, the Tampa Bay Lightning just beat the brakes off these guys. I mean, just absolutely shut them out five to nothing. And it just about everybody got in on it. You know, we got uh, Palat. You know, he had two shots on goal. Uh, he gets a goal. He gets an assist. We got dun, 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 Ross Colton. Uh, he, again, two shots on goal. He gets a point uh, or he gets a goal. We got Brandon Hagel. You know, again, two shots on goal. He scores a goal. We got Kircherov. Again, two shots on goal. He scores a goal. And to wrap it all up, we have Corey Perry. You know, this guy gets four shots on goal. So this dude's crashing the net. This dude's mixing it up right there in front of everybody. And this guy, you know, he gets one through, sneaks one in, and he gets a goal himself. So, I mean, five to nothing. These guys, I hope that punch in the mouth woke them up. You know, they went on a nice little three-game skid there and in a time frame where it really matters. You know, it's not like we're midway through the season or, you know, just to start in the season. No, man, we're in some serious games now. This is, uh, let's see, when's the season end? It says April 29th. I don't know if you guys are keeping count, but that's 18 days from now. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a lot that can happen in 18 days because, my God, I got two, four, six, eight, ten more games to go. 
I mean, that happens in the blink of an eye in hockey, man. And that's why it's so hard to keep up through the regular season, unfortunately. But uh, with it, uh, we got a few little sound bites from the Tampa Bay Lightning game. I'm going to uh, drop those off here in a little mashup for us. So uh, sit back and enjoy, and uh, we'll be right back with you. Danielson, the Skinner right in the middle. Sabres stepping in with some speed. And it strolls up back up top. There's a shot saved by Elliott on a good rip shot by Samuelson. His zone, but they don't play enough man-to-man. And it's uh, Samuelson coming late on the play. The defenseman kind of just... Incredibly long drought for him. A guy who's been a scorer ever since he first stepped on NHL ice. He's had a couple of big droughts this year. And this one you can see. There's a turnover cut by Pilat. Another guy needs to focus on. Control this puck from the get-go. Here's Hedman with a lane. Hedman backhander and just recovering in time with Sanders and comes back in the front. Brandon Hagel with another goal as a member of the Lightning. 45 saves on the roll. There's a backhander knocked down. Rebound to McDonough across. They're happy with what they've seen here tonight. And you know what? Brian Elliott had two shutouts last season with the Flyers. Both against the Buffalo Sabres. And guess what he's done against them again here tonight? He shut them out is what he did again tonight. So with it, man, it, that was a good game to watch. It, they literally just smacked them around the entire time. It wasn't even close. I mean, I didn't have a highlight for the last goal because it was an open netter, but it, it wasn't necessary at that point for us to, to really have to play that. So it, it was great seeing these guys go in, mix it up, get the their skates back underneath them because, Lord, we know they needed it on that one. It's not been a good going, unfortunately, for us over the last three games, but uh, hopefully we got this thing figured out. Now, uh, as we're talking, we have a game coming up with the – let me scroll back up here to the top so I can see where we're at here. Uh, tomorrow, we got a game in Dallas against the Dallas Stars at 930, so it's going to be a, a late puck drop on this one. So – uh, you guys that are tuning in, make sure you guys follow that game. See where we're going to be heading after that. Uh, Thursday, you have the Anaheim Ducks coming to Ta- or not, yeah to Tampa Bay. Uh, that puck drops at 7 p.m. Again, that game is Thursday. Saturday, you have the Winnipeg Jets coming to town against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Again, that game is Saturday, April 16th at 7 p.m. And uh, that should wrap up what we have for the Tampa Bay Lightning coming this week. Now, obviously, the more wins we have, the better we feel about that because uh, at the end of the day, man, we I'm selfish. I would love to have me a boat parade. <laughs> it's uh, We've had two in a row with... Uh, with the Tampa Bay Lightning, let's go for a three-peat, man. You don't see that often. I mean, we're getting Michael Jordan status at that point. Or, or we should, uh, or should, should we hope so? <laughs> now, let me talk about another team here in Florida. 
that's been an absolute darling. And that's your Florida Panthers, man. It's uh, I remember watching this team last year from the outside, watching, you know, keeping up with all the Tampa Bay teams that we were talking about on the morning show here. And uh, the Panthers, they were always in it. They were just always mixing it up with these guys. So to see them actually come in and just grab the league by the throat and just dominate folks all year long has been outstanding. I mean, they're they're not a well-kept secret over there in the Miami area, but uh, I get to talk to my students and staff over here at the high school, and these guys, they're like, there's another team in Florida? (laughs) So, I mean, they're not well-known here either. So with it, if you're just now hearing about the Florida Panthers, you're about to learn who they are come playoff time. These guys are serious. And uh, unfortunately for a team up north that uh, we also like to cater to fans, uh, the Nashville Predators, they unfortunately found this one out the hard way. Uh, they did cross each other's paths back on Saturday, but we'll get to that game here in just a second. But uh, the way the week ran for them, you know, right after the Toronto Maple Leafs got done smacking the Tampa Bay Lightning around, they took a trip down to Miami to visit our uh, our friends down there with uh, the Florida Panthers. And it didn't quite go the same way the Tor- Toronto and Lightning game went. The the Florida Panthers, they, they took it all the way to the buzzer with these guys. This thing took overtime. The Maple Leafs, again, this is a outstanding team. I mean, you guys better watch out for this division, let alone this conference. These guys are just insane over here. Now, with it, the Maple Leafs, they had... Mitch Marner, this dude puts two goals on us. I mean, he's got five shots on goal. This dude just crashed the net all night. Austin Matthews, eight shots on goals, three assists. This dude was just causing so much chaos there in front of the nets. Uh, John Tavares, you know, four shots on goal. He gets a goal in. He gets an assist. So, I mean, they just had so many people just raining pucks down on our goalie here. But uh, Spencer Knight. Sergey Bobrovsky, I hope to God I'm saying his name right. They had a uh, tall task in front of them, man. <laughs> I mean, they, between the two, they gave up six goals, right? That's, oh my goodness, I got heartburn. But, you know, thank God for Jonathan Herberto. This dude's got seven shots on goal. He's got two goals, three assists. Uh, Lord, you have Alexander Barkov. Three shots on goals, a goal, three assists. Uh, Sam Reinhardt, five shots on goal, two goals, an assist. Claude, oh, Lord, I'm going to kill this name, Guerrero, uh, seven shots on goal. Uh, he scores a goal. He's got an assist. I mean, we're looking three shots on goal, five shots on goal, one shot, two shot, three shot, four shot, two shots, one shots. Lord, it's starting to feel like a uh, a Luke Bryan song, right? <laughs> one margarita, two margarita, right? <laughs> so, but, man, uh, let me shut up for a second. Let me get some of this action here over here. And uh, we're, we're going to play a few clips, another little mashup here of the Nashville Predators game and the uh, the Florida Panthers. You know, this is a, a game that I thought was going to be a good, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Good judge on how the playoffs could go for the Predators because they've been so inconsistent. We'll get to the Nashville Predators here in a minute. But here's a few sounds from that game. A shot straight away, saved by Soros. A race for the loose puck. Duclair takes it. Extra attacker is off. Cunningham went spinning out. Numbers down low for the Panthers. Score! Nashville lost the stick. Cunningham got spun out. And Nashville never did get set. 
Panthers take an early lead. Donatino working with Forsberg and Carrier on the near side. Now back around the rim. Forsberg center. Score! Wyatt Johansson is red hot. For what they hope is a playoff run, but I'll tell you what. You got competition in that East. Oh, man. A hard hit by Radko Judas. And that is going to be challenged by Luke Cunning. He's going to go after Judas. Judas, one of the top hitters in the league. And they go down quickly. So Cunning trying to step up. But watch out for this guy. It's Barkoff. Out to the point. Got knocked down on the defense before it got through the goalie. And now a man slipping. Close! And they score! Oh, what a shot that was. Lindell slipped it just under the bar, and just like that, Florida's back on top for a second time tonight. We go for the empty net. Block! Oh, Yossi throwing the body in front of that shot. They get it back again. Huberto scores! So the Florida Panthers have come into Smashville and snapped Nashville's five-game home winning streak. And the Predators will remain at 86 points. So, like you just heard, the, the Florida Panthers went to Nashville and snapped their home game winning streak. And it, it wasn't a bad game. It's not like it was one-sided. I mean, there was it was pretty active back and forth. So, I mean, it was a good game to watch. It, uh, let me take the side of being selfish. It's, it's kind of like when I watch the NASCAR races. I'm there just to see the fight. <laughs> I'm ready for the wreck, you know. But uh, unfortunately, the uh, Nashville Predators, they fall 4-1. to one. Uh, Roman Yossi, you know, that save there in front of the goal. That was just absolutely insane. But uh, unfortunately for the Predators, man, they uh, they get, did get to experience what uh, South Florida is all about. Those guys, uh, they can throw some hands, man. So <laughs> you don't want to mix it up with these guys on the ice. I mean, I get what you're doing. But uh, make sure that's not one that's not going to uh, turn around and hurt you. But that was an outstanding game. I mean, it's not one that the Preds want to uh, to relive. But, you know, hey, you just faced one of the toughest teams in the league. You know what that competition's about to taste like come playoff time. And you have a lot of work to do. I don't know if Nashville fans have realized this yet, but your playoffs have already started. Every game counts at this point. So if this team ain't all in at this point, expect this playoff run to fall apart before it ever gets there. But uh, a little bit on what the uh, Panthers were able to do to the Predators. We have Gustav Forsling. You know, the dude has four shots on goals, two, two go or a goal and an assist. We have Jonathan Herberto, you know, again, two shots on goals, an assist or in a goal. Uh, Anton Lundell, you know, again, one shot on goal. We got the uh, the goal. And let's see, we got Carter Verige, you know, two shots on goal. Again, he scores a point. So Anthony Ducher, this guy had five shots on goal. I mean, this dude was mixing it up and just making life chaotic for Nashville there. But uh, that's kind of how the week wound up for those guys. You know, that, that finished up on Saturday, uh, tomorrow. The Florida Panthers are hosting the Anaheim Ducks at 7 p.m. And then Friday, they're going to be hosting the Jets again at 7 p.m. this Friday. So 
keep up with them, see how they're doing. Uh, check on our friends up in Nashville, make sure they're doing all right after that game. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Lord, looks like we're up against a break. We'll, we'll get started on this Nashville Predator talk when we get back from that. So let me slip out real quick and give a quick shout-out to our sponsors, uh, Great American Florida Promotions, Great American Florida Gun Show. They have a gun show coming up in April, up in Lakeland, April 23rd and 24th. If you're looking to buy, sell, or trade, the Great American Gun Show will have everything you need there. Knives, guns, ammo, concealed carry classes. So if you're looking to secure your house, your means, this is definitely a great place to start. And if you've never fooled with guns... I suggest you go ahead and sign up for those concealed carry class permits. That way we can have a little bit of education about what we're doing. Because, again, gun safety is critical nowadays. But uh, we're going to slip right out real quick, and we'll be right back. Looking for a fun weekend of buy, sell, trade, guns, knives, ammunition, and much more? Or maybe you're looking for a concealed carry class? Then go to GreatAmericanFloridaPromotions.com, where you'll find the Great American Florida Gun Show. Dates and locations for 2022 are up now. Shows coming to Lakeland, Port St. Lucie, LaBelle, Haines City, and many more. Don't forget, it's GreatAmericanFloridaPromotions.com. Or call 772-577-9647 for more information on dates and locations. Here's farmer and businessman James Wood. We farm about 3,500 acres. There's pipelines everywhere. The contractor working on my property did not have the lines located before he began work, and it resulted on a strike on a natural gas pipeline. Fortunately, no one was hurt, but it could have been much worse. Never assume the location or depth of underground lines. Always call 811 or visit clickbeforeyoudig.com before you start work. A message from the Pipeline Operators for Ag Safety Campaign. Right, guys, thanks for hanging in there with us. We're back from the break. Uh, like promised, we're, we're going to dive off into a little bit of the uh, the Nashville Predator scenario here. Because, I mean, again, we got a lot of listeners up in Nashville, so I, I'd like to uh, to pull along these guys and, uh, you know, show a little love to their team up there. If they're going to show us some love, we're going to show them some love, right? Now, let, let's start off by how their week went. And that's, uh, you know, didn't have anything going on Monday that we could talk about, but Tuesday, the uh, Minnesota Wild came to Nashville. And, man, you know, earlier in the season when the Predators were rolling hot, they handled business. They took, they took care of the Minnesota Wild. But it, it seems like every time the Predators lately have won a game, they lose a game. So, I mean, I don't know what Cinderella or Jacqueline Hyde team I'm going to get here. So... The Minnesota Wild, like I said, they they come into town, and this is we're talking a serious contender. These guys are forty three and twenty one. Uh, the Nashville Predators are forty and twenty five. So I mean, it's not like we're dealing with some sort of slouch team here. These guys are actually sitting number two in the Central Division, two spots above the Nashville Predators, who's trying to keep their playoff hopes alive. So with it, uh, yeah, man, <laughs> this is a pretty serious team that we tangled up with. But the Predators, man, they put it to them. It was 6-2 to two final score. So, I mean, you want to talk about feeling good. Now, that one made me feel pretty good. Now, Philip Forsberg, 
Yeah, does what he does. I mean, I've seen this dude make some incredible shots. I mean, I'm talking about no lookers, spinning behind the back, through the legs, and somehow he gets a goal. Uh, unfortunately, he doesn't get a goal this go around, but the dude crashed the net four times. He had four shots on goal, but he had three assists. So, I mean, he was huge in everything that was going on. Now, Ryan Johansson, this dude goes out and gets the hat trick. You know, had seven shots on goals. And he had three goals on that. So this guy, uh, for my Florida crowd, those of you that don't know Nashville hockey, it they can be serious if we can get it all together. Philip Forsberg, Philip Forsberg Ryan Johansson, Roman Yossi, these guys, Matt Duchesne, Eric Holmes. I mean, the, the, looking through the list here, I mean, I, I'm just seeing so many people that were part of that Stanley Cup run for these guys. I mean, the only one they're really missing is Pecorine, who retired last season. So with it, the name Philip Forsberg should stick out a little bit for Miami fans or the uh, Florida Panther fans because there's a whole lot of trade talk about him come around the trade deadline and everything here recently. And I, I thought the Predators were about to send this guy down to the Florida Panthers. Which, I, it wouldn't have been a bad deal for my Florida Panther fans, but you want to talk about just getting rid of an absolute gem up in Nashville. I mean, I would have looked at that as a, hey, we've agreed to rebuild mold and we're done with the season. <laughs> so, um, uh, no hard feelings, Florida Panther fans. I'm just so glad this trade did not work out. Now, and again, Ryan Johansson, a hat trick. I mean, these dudes are playing lights out when they are on, but it's just, again, Jackal and Hyde. You just don't know who's on. <laughs> but uh, Roman Yossi, you know, he's got three shots on goal. He's got a goal himself. He had two assists. Uh, Philip, oh, man, I'm going to kill this one. Tomasino, he's got two shots on goal. He's got a goal, two assists. Matt Duchesne, three shots on goal, uh, one assist. Uh, so, I mean, these guys were active. They they were around the net. They were sending in some heat. Uh, let's talk about Drew Santos. Or Drew Soros, I mean. Uh, this dude has been back and forth for me all year long. Now, he allowed two goals this game. He had 49 shots on goal, 47 saves. So, I mean, this this was a good night for him. I've seen so many times where this guy has just completely been the reason why this team has just been in the tank. And I haven't followed him close enough to really know if that's been the situation all year long for these guys. But uh, since Pecorine, man, that that goal has been a liability. And lucky for us, you know, like I said, when we squared up against the Minnesota Wild, it, it worked out in our favors. But uh, this part had me feeling good because you don't see many win streaks here lately with the Nashville Predators. But uh, they head on up to the Ottawa Senators, and they take care of business. Uh, they head up. They went up there Thursday. And they they go up there and win three to two. And again, your, your usual characters keep popping up in this name. Uh, Roman Yossi, you know, one shot on goal, but three assists. Matt Duchesne, three shots on goal. He's got a goal. He's got an assist. We got looks like Forsberg had four shots on goal. Eckholms had four shots on goal. Uh, Ryan Johansson, three shots on goal. So he had an, he had a goal. So I mean these guys have been putting in some work and again these are the this is that core group in Nashville that again went to the Stanley Cup finals went to the Stanley Cup playoffs and been in the playoffs for years. So 
when they're on, man, they're on. And that's what the rest of the league needs to be worried about. But when they're off, <laughs> it must be uh, we must be coming off our win on Monday, and it's Tuesday, right? But we roll over again. The Florida Panthers, like we discussed, came to town. We had a little bit of the mashup there where uh, they they took care of business and literally punched us in the mouth while doing it. <laughs> so now yesterday they did have the Pittsburgh Penguins. They went up there and unfortunately again fall three to two. So you know we're we're back to this Jacqueline Hyde team. I'll talk to you about how many games they won, and I'll give you just about equal amounts of games they lost over the weeks. So, I mean, this is right now at best a 500 team. Yeah, I would love to see them get it together. It's business is great when all my teams are in the playoffs, right? The teams we cover, the teams I root for, uh, the teams you listen to. I mean, I, I want us all in that dance. But uh, Nashville fans, Nashville Predators, if you guys are listening, David Pohl. Y'all, y'all get this stuff figured out <laughs> because uh, life's better in Nashville when we got some playoff hockey. I mean, if you Florida fans haven't watched any Nashville Predator playoff games, expect the catfishes to go flying. Expect football players to be chugging beer out of the catfish. I mean, it, there's some gnarly stuff that happens up there on that ice. And the downtown scene. I mean, the only thing I've seen coming up next to it would be that boat parade in Tampa. I mean, that's the only thing I see rivaling a good old party in downtown Nashville. So, you know, life is so much better when we got all these guys in the mix here. Now, when it comes to the Nashville Predators, we have to continue to keep winning to be able to stay in this. It's a situation where we can't afford many more losses. <laughs> we can't, unfortunately. It's been a uncomfortable season for me, but like I said, man, it's just we're back and forth in that win column, and it's just we really need some consistency, and this is the time of the year where we need to have that consistency shored up. Now, there's literally only three games separating us between the Minnesota Wild and where we're at from two to four. So with it, we just need to take care of business. You know, we got some games coming up ahead of us. Uh, let's see, Nashville Predators, you're going to be taking on the San Jose Sharks tomorrow at home. Uh, puck's going to drop 7 p.m. Central time for you guys. And then you have the Edmonton Oilers on Thursday. You know, again, that puck's going to drop at 7 p.m. Eastern time. But these aren't games that y'all can afford to lose. Y'all going to have to go in there and actually win some games and start stringing them together. Because, again, you got the Blackhawks, the Blues. They're sitting right above you. The Calgary Flames, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Minnesota Wild. You got the Flames again. And then you're going to tie it up with the Colorado Avalanche, the ones that are leading the division. I mean... These are huge games that you guys are going to square up on. <laughs> I mean, the Blues, the the Flames, the Wild, the Avalanche. I mean, I, I don't know what the Coyotes are doing other than being left behind by the Roadrunner, but uh, we got some serious hockey ahead of us. You guys, like I said, y'all are going to have to lace them up. Y'all are going to have to be ready. Y'all are going to have to stretch this one out a little bit. I'd, I'd love to see this team make a push. But uh, speaking of teams pushing and past the playoffs and into the offseason, we got some football talk. Like we mentioned earlier, we'll start with this story. And just so we can give it the respect it needs, 
uh, Dwayne Haskins. He's a quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, was a quarterback for the Ohio State Buckeyes, was drafted by the Washington Commanders. He was hit and struck by a dump truck near Fort Lauderdale over the weekend and has passed away from his injuries. Uh, my heart just goes out to his family, to his friends, to his wife. Uh, I don't believe he had kids, but he had a lot of people that cared for him. Teammates were there on the scene when it had happened. And it's just a completely, completely terrible incident. Um, there was a few sports analysts that came out and kind of took the the wrong approach to it. They wanted to speak about times in his life that didn't quite matter to the scenario. At the end of the day, man, this is a this is somebody's son, this is somebody's brother, somebody's best friend, somebody's husband, and he he passed away, you know. So my heart my heart goes out to the the Haskins, uh, their family, his wife, and uh, I can only pray that they get over this and they heal. But uh, just wanted to mention that. I don't think we could have talked about football today if we didn't bring that up. It was just again a, a tragic incident that happened over the weekend. And uh, our, our heart here at uh, 1021 goes out to their family. Now, there's been other news in the NFL this weekend, and it's more of a evolving news story, more so than a breaking news story. I'm not going to be your breaking news guy unless it happens while I'm on the air. But uh, that's why we call it the weekend recap. We talked about what happened. <laughs> but... I, I want to bring us back to a couple of things that uh, some Tampa Bay fans and some Miami Dolphin fans just ripped me apart about over the past couple of weeks regarding Tom Brady and possible ownership implications in Miami. Now, Dolphins fans, they I, I could understand them not wanting to have anything to do with Tom Brady. I mean... Uh, we're hearing reports that he was going to be a minority owner in the Miami Dolphins. But if you look back over the last 20 years, he's been majority owner of the Miami Dolphins. I mean, uh, you, you played against Tom Brady for two decades, and this dude had literally owned your team the entire time. So I, I understand why you do not want to have anything to do with Tom Brady here. But there was a whole lot more to it than what we were just hearing. You know, the smoke and mirrors, you know, there was all these trade rumors uh, when right after his retirement, you know, are they going to trade him to Tampa Bay? You know, what are all these whispers? And then the Bruce Arians retirement, the Tom Brady Young retirement, and and everything that was going on with this. Now, one of the bigger things I was not seeing, but what I was looking over, we got Mike Florio with uh, NBC Sports. I was sitting here reading his article that he put out yesterday. And the caption goes, Tom Brady was poised to receive a high position in the Dolphins' front office. So, me not knowing what's going on, I, I want to dive a little bit more into this thing. Because, again, we heard all the trade rumors. You know, Tom Brady to Miami, what's going to happen here? So, as I'm digging into this, this was a way for him to get out of his contract with the Buccaneers, where he was going to go in as a minority owner. And Sean Payton was also 
going to come over and be there on the uh, on the sidelines, <laughs> you know. And I, I don't know the logistics behind it, but somehow it was going to go from ownership to we signed me to be the starting quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. Uh, that's where it gets a little gray for me. So I'm not exactly too sure, and I would be speaking incorrectly if I try to give you what's going on in that position. But uh, Ben Volan from the Boston Globe reported uh, that there was another interesting wrinkle to the saga. Now, with it had to do with why this didn't happen. You know, and this kind of takes us to the other evolving story that we've been dealing with all uh, all off season, or to be honest, since the end of the regular season, and that is the Brian Flores lawsuit. So, the day Tom Brady retires is one of those final straw things where I think it was a uh, if you're not going to trade me, I'll just retire and do it my way because he's already got his plan B set up, right? But. Uh, Brian Flores, I would imagine, was in some of these conversations at some point. And the day Tom Brady announces his retirement, you also have Brian Flores dropping the lawsuit. So from what I'm reading from Ben Volin from the Boston Globe is that is where Tom Brady took a step back, trying to clear his name out of it because there would have been the whole illegal tampering process right before he had retired. And without naming him directly, he was indirectly named <laughs> in this tampering allegation here. So, again, I don't know how much of this is is true. Uh, Mike Florio, again, he, uh, he's he been at it for a while, but I've also seen him been very wrong in the past. I mean, just watch him pick him, right? And it's like watching me pick who's going to win the Super Bowl. But uh, with it, uh, there's more, you know, you, you throw a rock, you know, it, it's surprising how all these ripples are intertwined, you know, the Tom Brady retirement, the Bruce Arians retirement, the unretirement, the trade rumors, and the Brian Flores uh, lawsuit, discrimination lawsuit. Now, with all of that stuff going on, there's been more names added to this lawsuit. Now, again, Mike Florio's reporting back on the 7th of Two former coordinators that have put their names in on this lawsuit as well. So former Cardinals coach Steve Wilkes and former NFL assistant coach Ray Horton have joined the action with claims against the NFL generally and allegations against the Cardinals and Titans respectively. So the... Situation with Wilkes. I'm not too familiar with it. It alleges that the Cardinals hired him as a bridge coach without giving him a meaningful chance to succeed. So just basically, he was the scapegoat. He was going to be the guy brought in. We're going to let this team suck. You know, suck for luck. Yay. And we're going to move on after you because that's just what we do. And then you got Ray Horton. You know, they had already picked their guy with Mike Malarkey. You know, he came in as the interim head coach when, uh, Lord, why can't I think of that guy's name? But uh, they had just let go of their their head coach that had been down in San Diego there for a while. I can't believe I, I can't think of this guy's name. But uh, like I said, Mike Malarkey comes in as the interim. Well, he did such a good enough job, he winds up becoming the head coach. But because the position is vacant... We have to 
exercised the Rooney rule. And this is where Ray Horton's interview came in. They already had their guy. He he went out and proved it. They're not going to take this position away for, from him, but they have to go ahead and do this interview based off of the Rooney rule. And Ray Horton's lawsuit or him getting in on this lawsuit has everything to do with that simply because they already had their guy you know he was never given a fair opportunity to interview for the job you know i don't want to get on too much on the the rooney rule if it's right or if it's wrong but i i kind of lean with the titans in this area you know we brought this guy up as our interim head coach because he was the offensive coordinator well, he did such a fantastic job, we retained him as the head coach. So what's going on with Ray Horton? I don't feel like it has much legs to that, or at least it shouldn't. You know, I mean, if you go in and prove that you're the right guy, why should you lose your job <laughs> in this scenario? You've done nothing to lose your job. But with that, uh, guys, we're, we're kind of stacked up against the clock here, so I want to go over a few things. Uh, we couldn't quite fit baseball in, so I want to touch on those real quick. Uh the Tampa Bay Rays, they swept their series against the Baltimore Orioles. So, I mean, if you guys are excited about Tampa Bay Ray baseball, go check out their games. They got a few coming up this week. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they should have some games tonight. It looks like we have the – let me get this pulled back up here. It looks like we have the Oakland A's tonight at 8.30 or 6.40. So, uh, Lord, we've already missed the opening pitch there, but – you guys make sure to check them out. Uh, we got the Miami Marlins. Again, we got the Atlanta Braves that we're going to keep up with. So if we can't get to them here, make sure to check out our social media page, The Weekend Recap on Facebook and Instagram, and keep up to date with the latest. Uh, also, our sponsor, Great American Florida Promotions. We got a gun show in Lakeland this coming up April 23rd and 24th. So if you're looking to buy, sell, or trade, make sure to hunt them down and check them out. Uh, GreatAmericanFloridaPromotions.com is where you can find their schedule and keep up to date with that. And, guys, again, unfortunately, we're just up against the clock. So if you want to hear more of it, reach out to us. Uh, we're accepting sponsors. We'll gladly take you on and increase the amount of time we got here. So uh, until then, Outlaws, make sure you guys stay classy. Peace.